The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. This is Brendan Rice, and you're listening to Roster Watch. Roster Watch Nation, Player Profiler Nation, what is up? Welcome back. We're live day two of the Senior Bowl down here in Mobile. I'm joined by my main man, Jason Allwine, and my other main man over here, Alex Dunlap. It's another good day. Sunny. We did find some sunscreen, so we didn't quite get burnt as bad, but I tell you, you what. You can tell, though, man. I'm looking at this thing, and I think people <laughs> – We were – You can tell hot. that this is, the side, this is the side of my face that was facing the sun for the last couple <laughs> days. It's like I got to – kind of – kind of – Right down the middle, man. I gotta. We we, we got to figure out how to like watch uh, watch practice while also staring the opposite direction, which you know, otherwise we're gonna be going <laughs> home like this. But anyway, uh, we're here. We're live, and we're talking about all things uh, Senior Bowl tonight. Um, good day for some guys. Some guys bounce back. We're gonna get to all of that. We appreciate you guys for tapping in here. Please click that like button. Please click subscribe. Tune on all platforms. Player profiler. All platforms. Roster watch as well as on podcast. Please remember to leave five stars because that is what helps the algorithm bump us up them damn rankings. So we appreciate you guys for doing all those things. First and foremost, this morning, we had the national roster come back out. We got to see a little more Michael Penix, a little more, little more Bo Nix, and we got to see a little bit, little bit of Sam Hartman. We also had this afternoon, I will say, it's going to be some of our conversations going to come from, we had the media breakfast but turned into a media dinner. And so we got to interview a group of these guys. So some of our notes. Only Cody had dinner, to be fair. Yeah. It was an early – how early do you eat dinner? I, I mean, dinner technically, per English language, is well, – Well, I'm very glad that you're bringing this up. Is, because dinner my, – like my grandfather yeah. always said, dinner, dinner is what people call lunch. Yep. What people call dinner should be supper. Yep. Right? Correct. So but it was – so it was, was kind of like a dinner. It was, a dinner. It was like three, three o'clock. Three what o'clock. Did, what do they give you? I had because a, Jason and I were like, "Man, Cody, it's three in the afternoon. How do you eat? How do you eat right now?" Probably because we didn't have lunch. Probably because we had a biscuit at, at eight o'clock this morning. We'll, we'll tell the people what you and, ate. And somebody here weighs two hundred sixty pounds. Somebody here has to replenish their nutrition. <laughs> what, did, what did the senior bowl give you? Just tell so them. I had a, a dry biscuit. No, not this morning. No, 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 no. At lunch, I had a dry biscuit. So you had biscuits at lunch, and I had one and a half ounces about of uh, uh, shrimp and grits. One and a half ounces about. Pretty solid, to be honest with you, for the expectation. And then about two ounces of uh, a dry jambalaya. Mm -hmm. So really, was it enough to really wet my whistle? Probably not. But it was fine. You know, I got about four. Five Powerades, seven waters, a couple Sprites to bring back, put in the fridge. So I'm happy with it. Also got a Reese's candy bar. Yep. But anyway, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about the players that we interviewed at the dinner. Who's better, Bone Bo Nix or Michael Penix? That's the question. 
And uh, right now, to be honest with you, I, my expectations were too high coming in. I'm with you. There. My expectations were too high coming in. I understand neither of these guys are in top 10 conversations, top 15 conversations. Bo Nix was actually put in the number 14 spot to the Saints in a recent mock by uh, Daniel Jeremiah. But to be honest with you, my expectation coming in was I wanted these two guys, and again, they're clearly better than everybody else at this event, but I wanted these two guys to dominate. And I think you had a good thing you brought up today on the on Football with Friends over on Orange Bloods. We talked about these guys for a couple minutes. Uh, they've done enough to be better than the last couple of classes that have been down here, but they haven't done enough to say clear cut top 20 mm-hmm. that, that it's just not been enough for me. It's too inconsistent. Uh, Penix's arm, the talent is there. The ball spinning is there. He can be inaccurate at times. Also the stuff, these offensive lines took a lot of pressure. So I, I can't, I can't pick one right now. Do you have one definitively? No, like I think that, and it's the same thing I said yesterday and I, like, I'm not going to go through the whole spiel about the types of quarterbacks that we'd like to see here at the senior bowl. And, you know, my first senior bowl was 2012. And so I've seen, I've dude, I've, I've seen, you know, this is the third different senior Nagy's the third different senior bowl director I've seen here. We were talking about it earlier. Mm-hmm. There was Kevin, there was Phil, there was Phil that we saw today at the business yeah, spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I asked him what happened at spot of T. He said, it's been a, it's been a whole controversy. Um, but the, um, and then, you know, Nagy, of course, and, there've been, there've been ebbs and flows as far as the quarterback talent. And in, in many years, the quarterback talent has been as such to where it's hard to get a good evaluation on wide receivers. I, I'm going to stand by this. I'm going to keep saying it. It's like, if, if you're, a, if you're a Derek Carr, if you're a Jimmy Garoppolo, if you're this, if you're this type of NFL player, right. And I'm not even saying that this has to be like, we've like, we've seen, you know, Josh Allen here and Justin Herbert here, Jordan love, or some of these guys that just show the super, super special stuff. I'm talking about if you, if you look like a professional thrower of the football yep. and somebody that can at least put it in just some of the right spots, man, we leave here appreciating that for the evaluations that we can get on the wide receivers that you're connected to. It feels to me like I know Nick's, I know Penix. I know too. God, uh, Hartman to its Hartman. Hartman. We can talk about Hartman a little bit more, and it feels to me with the with the other group on the American team, Michael Pratt from Tulane to some degree, represent guys to me that feel like professional throwers of the football that help us to get good evaluations on the players around them. Now, what that means as far as whether they're <laughs> whether they're existing at the pinnacle of what we were hoping they were, whether we're getting the Michael Penix here in Mobile that we saw versus, say, Texas in the college football playoff. No, this has not been an air raid. This this has not been this has not been precision drone strikes on each on. You know, like this isn't like it was to Romo Dunze and like it was to Jeremy McMillan and Jalen Polk in that college football playoff game. It just hasn't been. And of course, some of that has to be attributed to the fact these are new players. These are new receivers. These are people who, you know, they don't have familiarity with, but that's the case in every senior bowl, right? Mm-hmm. These guys are coming. These guys have met each other three days ago. Um, they're, they're going through an interesting experience together and they're obviously bonding to some degree, but this is like, they've been the other three, three days. Yeah. And after this, they go their separate ways and they go about their business. And everybody in this event right now is, a, is dude, they don't care about the, they, they don't care about the North or I guess the North American South, national, whatever. Yeah. They don't care about American national. They don't care about him. They, they care about me. Yeah. So with Penix and with Knicks, what my experience tells me is that they look like professional throwers of the football. Mm-hmm. 
people who can people who can organize um, uh, organize a practice and who can um, mat- mat- matriculate a football downfield to the various new receivers that they have without having any kind of you know just complete blow-ups yep. the way that we've seen. And even even guys like Kenny Pickett weren't able to do this, right? Correct. Sam Howell was was not able to do this. Um, so they're better than that. But I, I keep sitting here wondering, which one's better? Yeah. It's like, what have we seen out of one of them that just looks like a, a really special trait? And I, I'm still, I'm still yeah. flummoxed by it. Tomorrow is the red zone practice. Yeah. So we get to see some of that red zone touch, some of the, some of the rest of that stuff. But it's an interesting thing to me. That's why. That's why. That's the first thing I want to ask you guys. Like, what do you like? Penix yeah. versus like, dude, gun to your head. Which one do you take right now? Yeah, I want to ask you this because I told you I I can't. Pick we, can, we well, we keep trying to pass it off. I'll just say this: if Penix, if <laughs> he Penix, doesn't watch the be though, he didn't get to see him until today. He didn't get to see him on. Well, wait, what, what, that's what, what. So I mean, I I'll, I'll I'll say this: I asked you guys after they finished up, were you also disappointed? Yeah. And that's just been a constant thing. I even talked to uh, Faraz from Upperhand Fantasy. He said the same thing, and that's not good. Yes, it's going to come from high expectations, but also, I mean, it's been pretty lacking. It, it, it should, yes, they're throwing some good balls that Roman Wilson and everyone else are making good catches with. But even that one, but, that right? Exactly. Like it's like it's. I haven't seen any. I have not seen a single thing. I'll answer the question and I'll say Bo Nix because that's who I wanted before this. And that's just the interception touchdown ratio. I think he will be, like you mentioned, a purveyor of the football. We'll be able to spread it around and and actually run an NFL offense uh, pretty easily. But uh, Penix, of course, has, you know, more skills. I think the answer to question for me would be if I had a guarantee, like if I had to say, I guarantee this guy's going to make it, I'd probably guarantee it's going to be Penix just because the uh, action at times, downfield ability, how the ball comes out. Whereas I think Bo is a little bit of a little bit of a projection, yep. less than Penix. So I would say I would if, if yeah, I had to bet my if I had to bet my cold hard cash, I'd bet it on Penix. But I think well, that there's more there. With are, you, Bo. Are, 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 are you betting that in, in a pretend world where Penix has, hasn't been in college for what six years and hasn't had all these knee surgeries? Let's act like Bo and Nix hasn't been there for six years and didn't suck complete donkey for. But two what years. about the medicals? What about the? He, so I mean, he, he what I'm with, saying is, you're taking Dr. Neil So, but you're taking all this into like we're not talking about the hypothetical of the player that we've seen this week. We're talking about the the entire package. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so you're saying, Penix, I would take Knicks. Oh, Knicks. Knicks. If I'm drafting, I'm taking Knicks. But if I'm betting money on who's going to be most successful in three years, it's Penix. So you're a coward. No, I'm not a coward. I don't want. I don't want either one. I told you I didn't want either quarterback. You're a coward. I wouldn't draft either one. You know what I would do? You're saying that you think one guy's better, but you would draft the other one. You're a coward. No, I said I think if I'm betting, I would bet on Penix getting there and being there in three years. But what if you're a GM? If I'm GM, I'm drafting Bo Nix because I believe in what I can do. But 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 okay. So wait. So you're saying if you had to bet on it, put your American harder American dollars. On one of these players, you think it's Knicks, but if you were a GM, no. you would draft the other guy? I'm saying, as a analyst and as a fan, if I had to bet on who would be the most successful in three years, it would be Pettix because of what we've seen and what there is there on the table right now. If I'm the GM and I'm looking at my team and I'm looking at my coaching staff and knowing what is left and what is in Bo Nix's you know, resume, I'm drafting Bo Nix. I'm saying Pettix is the most pro-ready right now. That would be my take. And I'm betting that he would be the most successful in three seasons if I didn't draft him. If I'm drafting, I'm drafting Bo Nix. 
Disappoint. I, I think that's pretty straightforward. Disappointing and cowardly. Trollish. <laughs> Quarterbacks, Sam Hartman, uh, Michael Pratt. Yesterday I asked a question to Matty Hume on our show, and I said, which one's which? Yesterday it did feel like Hartman was the guy above. Today it felt like Hartman might have took a half of a step back. I interviewed him today. I said, you know, what part of your game coming from Wake Forest, Notre Dame, do you think helps you get to the NFL? And he basically kind of angled it towards I'm learning what it's like to be an NFL quarterback. I come in here and I see guys like Joe Milton. I see these monsters. Mm-hmm. And he goes, and I said, well, is there anybody you can kind of model your game after? He goes, no, I'm, I'm, I'm learning that I'm not the prototypical NFL quarterback. And yeah. I'm like, that's kind of an odd answer. Cause I mean, he's, he's the same size as Spencer Rattler. He's the same size as a bunch of these dudes. He came in. What was his numbers here? Six Oh, six Oh one. He's six, one, two, 10. He's not a small guy. Mm-hmm. He's also not a big guy. Hartman Pratt, Kind of same situation. You're talking about quarterback six, quarterback seven, quarterback eight conversation. Two days of practice in. You don't need to go off like we do with Penix and Knicks, but who who did you kind of like out of those two guys? Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe Pratt. Yeah. Maybe, felt the more, maybe, felt maybe a Pratt, little more consistent. A little, little, little bit better touch. Yeah, a little more consistent. It's hard consistent. to tell. You're splitting hairs with those two. I don't yeah, know, with, with those two dudes. Um, Hartman's got the better receivers. He you missed. Know, I mean, he misses. He misses a little bit too much high for me. Yeah, it's like it's like. I mean, let's just let's just talk about the receivers that they have. Okay, so on the American roster, which is Pratt, he's dealing with Anaya Smith, who's good. Marcus Rosemi Jackson from Georgia, who I love talking to today. Yeah. But I mean, whatever. Jamari Thrash, who's actually we'll probably talk about him. He's one guy who Cody and I have begrudgingly begun to realize we need to go back on the evaluation that I did on him and go look back up some of the pros that I wrote up on him and see if those pros are maybe stronger than we thought that they would have been compared to the cons that we had analyzed at the time, because Jamari thrash has actually been kind of good. Uh, Jamari thrash is the, course, I think he's the, been the, hashtag the not bad this week. I, no, I mean, not my, bad football player. It's like, he's, he's one of these, one of probably th- three guys today that I've, if we talk about hashtags that I actually have in my notebook written up is like hashtag maybe actually good. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. and he has him, he's got Jaquan Jackson who he was with at two lanes. So there's a connection Same there. Conversation. He looks like it. He kind of looks more like, more like a kick returner to me. Uh, Flournoy has been the real one that uh, this from Southeastern Missouri. Who's been to do Joko Southeast. Yeah. And we have our friends that are like CFL scouts. Some of these dudes, they're kind of like, now they, these guys are tilted. Yeah, they're kind of like, oh god! But now everyone's seeing Flournoy. Yeah. Um. It's, so he's I mean, nice, super nice. Yeah. Flournoy is um for southeastern Missouri, six one, two hundred pounds. Uh, but bit those big ten inch hands that you can tell, very very soft hands. He goes up and gets it. Um. He has Johnny Wilson, who's been a disappointment. Xavier Leggett, who's been somewhat a disappointment, although he's better today. And then um, the man himself, of Lad. course, the man, man, man himself, Lad McConkey, who I was so sad that we did not get media availabilities with. So when I just compare that with the dudes, and I just think about the other guys, I think about the Cowings and the you know the Bakers and you know the Roman Wilsons and the rest of the other guys on the on the national roster. I think that Hartman has the better lot as far as what he's been as far as what he's been given. He did less with it. It may be done. Yeah. So, what do you think? I honestly can I just ask you guys about Carter Bradley some more. 
I know we talked about him a bit yesterday, but from he South was Alabama. from South Alabama. He hasn't done anything wrong. He has not done a single thing wrong. And I would probably argue as the first quarterback all senior bowl to even try to take some shots. We talked about it a little bit yesterday. Everyone's been really reserved, but today he kind of let loose even through a couple like not prayer passes that ended up being caught. So I, I'm honestly keep raising my eyebrows at like this guy. That. I like that. I think he's interesting. I definitely, I'll go through and it, it's definitely worth bringing up to say like he should be in that conversation. Cause like Hartman and, and Pratt, they have their warts mm-hmm. and you could say Bradley, you know, he, he hasn't been on the main stage and now he's doing it against some of these bigger and better talents. So I think that kind of resemplifies the, the quarterback position pretty good. There's a couple other guys in that group, but they really haven't done a ton for us. Let's talk about the running backs now. Um, again, kind of doubling down. And now we're getting into the spot where Cody made a good tweet today, and it's it's emblematic of the way that I've begun to feel about this running back group, right? And we're we were also worried about all right, at you know at the top is you know Bray, we 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 got Braylon, right? We got um, Quorum, we got maybe Jay Brooks coming off of injury, uh, all the rest of it. But that feels weak, right? Mm-hmm. It feels it, that feels weak at the top. All that stuff comes with cop comes with caveats. Um, and so, you know, early ADPs for dynasty and all this stuff, especially for, uh, super flex, they're, they're all these quarterbacks that we care so much about. And there are these wide receivers. It's like a really good deep wide receiver group. You know, number 21 on both teams. Yep. Like, and you can talk about these good dudes. You can break down what you kind of see of see of them. Um, when you look at Marshawn Lloyd from USC, that's just submitted himself to me as the best running back here mm-hmm. uh, in Mobile so far. Um, when you look at um, you know Ali, who left, who who didn't practice today, um, we haven't gotten any word on exactly why that is the case. I don't think it was because his agent pulled him out because he has such a good day one. That doesn't seem like it's something it's a Marshall kid too from a, but, from a Marshall kid, but it like, it was something that at least crossed our minds. We said, did he maybe pull him out? Cause he did so well. He, went, he had so, 1400 yards as a sophomore, and so, nothing. And then a thousand like it's so, I mean, that just kind of tells you something. And, and what it circles back around to for our, our, our dynasty outlook is that dude, we're going to have some, if ADP stay where they are right now with some of these early ones, we're going to have some running backs to where we're going to be able to start kind of moving those guys up, but swindling them up a little bit in, the, in our own rankings and getting ahead mm-hmm. of and getting ahead of some of these wide receivers that truly don't seem like they're that good. Right. Yeah. And, and in, in this running back class, you could end up getting the running back, like the overall running back two that gets drafted. If, if, if we're talking pre pre-draft dynasty drafts yeah are you telling me like marshall lloyd right marshall lloyd right now he could be the second running back he could be the first running he, back he drafted. could be first so like and, and you could you could probably get him in the third round in front of guys like you know you certainly you certainly take him behind dudes like tez walker and you know you know like all those guys are gonna go be, be before a guy that could be one of the most valuable running backs in this whole deal so it, it's shaping up to where the intelligence that we're gathering here and that we'll continue to Gathering, of course, we're gonna keep working on this stuff, man. We'll be at the combine, we're at the pro days, but there's the fact that the narrative is this has been such a bad running back class. I'm not saying that that's it's not, got depth. I'm not saying it's not we're, true. We're finding out it's got depth, man. There's some guys, dude. What, like, what about Arizona? Like Arizona? Yep, Michael Wiley. What's his name? Michael Wiley. Wiley. Dude, he can catch. Dejon Edwards from from Georgia. 
He's Mr. Vision. He can play. He can he can catch. Yeah. Like these guys, some of these guys are good, man. They're as good as guys we've seen at senior bowls before, like Michael Carter, like Ty J. Spears. It's it's this it's this type of player, right? With the requisite size, that Trey Mason Dixon line, you know, right above 206. Um, good BMI, can catch you out of the backfield. And with each of these guys, they each have their own little uh, the, the peccadillos that that you could point to and say this is this is this is something about this guy that's special, yeah. right? Yep. And, and so it, it's just I wonder if the rest of the, I'm sure the rest of the dynasty world is going to sort of catch up as as this. Well, they might, continues. or they might go after the guys that you know maybe aren't aside. Is there any running backs kind of caught your eye today? I'm I mean, there's a bunch of dudes here. It's it's literally everyone. But as you mentioned, Dejan Edwards and Michael Wiley, they continue to stand out, and of course, Marshawn Lloyd. I wrote. Uh, 0.0, which means just like eye-opening to me. Isaiah Davis, Kamani Vidal, and then really every running back on the American roster. What about number 21 for each team? Yeah. So that's Isaiah Davis. Tell me me a little bit about Isaiah Davis because he finally – yesterday felt like he got like two carries or maybe three carries in team period. He got a little more touches today. What did you think of Isaiah Davis? I I mean, I think he looked good. He looked pretty good. And like you mentioned, every single running back in this class can't catch the ball out of the backfield. And what was really impressive today in in spite of yesterday where the defensive line kept dominating snap after snap after snap, that really wasn't the case today. All of these running backs had some, you know, breakaway runs, nice catches out of the backfield. And uh, the defensive line didn't do as much uh, today. Like it it seemed like the offense was kind of clicking and they, they found their groove really every single one of them. And I mean, I, I genuinely do believe that all of these running backs uh, might end up being at least fantasy relevant in, in you know, deeper dynasty leagues. Uh, it's no, Jason, it's not just going to be like they're going to. I'm just saying, like, they're good. They're going to be relevant in regular dynasty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of our dynasty leagues are deep. They all go, they, they all, yeah. even a, a traditional dynasty league, if they even do super flags, yeah. the old boomer leagues, like some of the ones I play in, you're, you, it's, still four, it's still four or five rounds of this stuff. You're going to like, that's deep. Yeah, yeah, no, you know, for like, sure. We're gonna we're gonna find these I, we're gonna find these dudes and they're like I think the thing what, is what is about like, we didn't even talk about Kentucky Monty Vidaldi we didn't yep. talk about Ray Davis I think the takeaway here honestly the running back position and I told you guys this too I was at the Shrine Bowl last week and there's a couple of really nice running backs they'll be up on rosterwatch.com later our, our all, all Shrine Bowl team it's a couple of nice running backs Blake Watson Frank Gore solid running backs but this group right here. They just have a different feel. They have a different ability out of the backfield. They have a, their pass pros a different level. Mm-hmm. Those 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 couple guys tremble really good rushers, solid out of the backfield. These guys feel like they're at a different level. And what that tells me again, you got a group here of about ten running backs, ten that aren't the Braylon Allen's, that aren't the Blake Corums, that aren't these guys that you know. And you're going to be sitting here in the fourth round, literally of rookie drafts, and you're going to go, you're gonna, you're gonna Mike Wiley, Ray Davis. And you're just gonna start loading up the your, Kentucky kid. It looks like a it looks, and you're gonna the, get him every looks time. like a, it looks like a Ray Rice or because because these guys a handful most and this is just a point blank period statement here most are gonna go round four round five round six round seven undrafted. There's gonna be some of these a couple of these dudes that might go undrafted and that's gonna happen. But it doesn't matter. We've learned that with Isaiah Pacheco from last year and a number of other guys. That even if that happens, these guys are good. We're telling yeah. you they're good. Continue to believe that, trust that, and watch where they land. Because situations are always situational. Imari Di Mercado last year, yep. literally nobody was like, who the hell? What? All of a sudden, 
usable, viable, right? So I think that the main takeaway, I think, of this running back position. Hold on, depth. wait, 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 wait. Let's just make this clear. All of these players are so much better than Amari DiMarco. Yes. Oh, 100%. Yes, uh, yes. but I'm saying right. – I'm saying but that – Let's the, just make that clear. 100%. 100%. <laughs> but it's, it's more about the grasp of the, of the, of the value in the NFL draft vis-a-vis where they end up going right. in our in our fantasy drafts and, and what their abilities are for our fantasy drafts. Well, I think the running back position, the depth, that, that's a big takeaway I think from the week is realizing that there's now depth at running back. It might not be a top-end Saquon, Bijan, whatever, but there's depth here yep. that is usable – uh, in in the NFL, but and I feel and and I feel like Marsh. I think I feel like Marshawn Lloyd's the one that coming out of this yeah. is going to get the steam to where we start hearing about him creeping up to where it's super flex stuff. You're looking at yeah, uh, he gets around the two the two the two, uh, 204, 205, and you start maybe thinking about a dude like that. If there's one, possibly two of these earlier running backs off the board by then, um, I think that. Probably after this week, it's like, because it's not just us saying it now. Yeah. Now it's like you talk to the NFL beat writers, you talk to the scouts, you talk about like it, this is. It's been very obvious, right? It's been like we're we're here to tell you that the, the Marshawn Lloyd stuff has been very obvious. Like stuff's going to come out of here. Cinemas are going to change about that guy. I'm not sure they're going to change about the the two number twenty ones, the two Davises. Yeah. I'm not sure they're going to change about number nine from Arizona, which is Michael Wiley. Michael Wiley. Um, and uh, Ali, yeah, you know, Ali. I'm, I'm not sure that they're going to change about those guys, man. We need to keep this in mind and we need to make sure that we leverage it as much as we can before our competition catches up. Yeah. If I could add about Marshawn Lloyd real quick, as we talked about the whole media dinner thing, I did interview him and he called himself the best running back in the draft and was very, very confident. And I asked him, should we draft him in fantasy football? And he was like, hell yeah, like get me. I like that. And uh, I love the confidence there. And he displayed so many skills. Uh, it's nice. I like that. I just want to remind everybody, appreciate you guys for tuning in here, tapping in here. We're 25 minutes deep. We're going to go through the, the pass catchers, the, the the receivers and the tight ends here. But I remind you that yesterday we did do day one of the senior boy. You can go check that 45-minute show out. Mm-hmm. I just got done with the Shrine Bowl. You can go check those two videos out over at Roster Watch on YouTube. And if you are live here on Player Profiler or on Roster Watch, please click that like button. Please click subscribe. And if you are on podcast, of course, click five stars. And if you want to leave a review, we appreciate you. Let's get to the receivers, though. Jason, I'm going to start with you first and foremost. Mm-hmm. We sat there side by side. First snap, there was a receiver that dropped the football, right? Not going to say his name. Don't need to. But the rest of the way, looked pretty solid. Yep. It, is he one of the guys that kind of grew a little bit in your mind today? Or was anybody else that kind of caught your attention that yesterday maybe come out a little bit slow? Yeah, I would say that both of the guys that were disappointing yesterday at least – did better today johnny wilson still didn't do good but he looked more fluid in my eyes uh and it could have just been that maybe i just felt it was so bad yesterday and i see him look kind of normal today that it, it was impressive but uh like it uh he we get we get that's Leg- the proper name right there we get right I just, I mean, it's important to ask these guys how their names are pronounced, man. Whenever you meet him, man, yeah, he told me that his name is pronounced not Leggett, but with the with the accent on the first syllable, Lee, Lee, Lee Xavier Lee Gats. There you go. Yep. Yeah. Right yeah. here first. But, but what do you what do you got on Xavier? Yeah, I mean, so he's still not separating, and that needs to be said right away. He's still really not separating, but he did actually show the connection with Spencer Rattler that we complained about yesterday. Yeah. Why wasn't Spencer Rattler throwing him the ball? He did that a couple times today, and he brought them all in, and so that was good to see. I I hope he can build upon it on day three. I think that the red zone practices will benefit him a lot, uh, and and we should hopefully 
maybe see him leave with some fireworks, but still, I mean, it's definitely been disappointing to say the least. What do you think of Xavier? Because I, I obviously he had the first early drop in the uh, when they're playing against air on yeah. a slant, but eh, that can be a concentration thing. I did think he had a, a couple body catches throughout practice. I wouldn't go as far to say he caught everything in his vicinity, but I do think he had a solid day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think somewhat these quarterbacks watching guys like Thrash, Flournoy, Leggett. To a certain extent, he did create a little separation, but then it got closed off really quickly, whether it be the cornerbacks, the underthrows. But some of these guys kind of, eh, I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on Leggett? You you talk to him. With Xavier Leggett. Leggett, sorry. <laughs> not bad again. I'll, I'll get that. Um, I, Doobs, Dobbs, you know. Do you know where – Do you know where? it was, it was, it was never Doobs. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that guy. That guy. Um. Marshawn Lloyd with a Romeo uh, Dobbs-ish um, play, player ID today, by the way. Um, monster, monster. Uh, this, yeah, this is Cody um, Carpentier. You listen to Monster Watts. Um, the uh, where I am with Liga is that I, I'm, 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 I'm higher than I was yesterday, but I'm not where I was coming into the Senior Bowl. I'm not, I'm not back. Uh, coming into the Senior Bowl, I thought that I'm like, all right, well, let's see how these two beasts look. Man, let's see how Brennan Rice looks. Let's see how Leggett looks. Um, let's see how Javon Baker looks. And those were the three guys that I was like, man, you will probably come out of here thinking those dudes are going to be the alphas, even knowing that the Senior Bowl, this is an event that, as we've talked about numerous times, over and over and over again, that it's the option routes, it's the quick little switch routes, it's the two-way goes. With these tank dills, I mean, I'm old enough to remember. Like, I, I feel bad saying, like the Tyler Lockets. Yeah. Whenever they come here, like these are the kinds of players when they come here, they really excel in these types of situations simply because they're wide open out of the slot, going against a slot corner and a two way go with no help to either side. You're going to get burned mm-hmm. as a as a as a slot corner. You're going to get burned by that guy. And we've talked about it last year. We're just like. Calvin Austin, like, um, and we talked about it last year with Tank Dell. Is you know he's 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 so small. Can can this translate? You know, can he be a Deshaun Jackson? Can he be a Tyreek Hill? Can or a, 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 a um, that's a good combination. Can he be a that's a nasty combination. Um, Tyreek Hilton. Yeah, I'm sorry, a Ty Hill, a, 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 a <laughs> T Y Hilton. Can he be a um, Marquise Brown, right? Of mm-hmm. Hollywood Brown type. And it turned out the tank was like that. But for every one of those guys that come here looking like that, there's also a Calvin Austin that comes in here and looks like that, but just doesn't do it at the next level. Um, I feel like we have the guys this year that are in those sort of option route spots, the Lad McConkeys, the Anias Smiths, most importantly, the um, the Roman Wilsons, mm, yeah. right, that, that are sort of in those spots. Even though Roman Wilson has been lining up outside a, a, a little bit, we knew those guys were going to look good and we're not going to discount it because we've learned that you can't discount it. But as far as the outside alpha dudes, the ones who are going to come in, like, are they going to be a, you know, Debo Samuel in this event was an outside alpha dude. It was the Debo whip on the outside, right? Michael Pittman outside dude. I hate to even say it. And again, it makes me seem old, but Marvin Jones came here. He was a dominant outside wide receiver. Um, which one of these dudes was, was it going to be? Brendan Rice shows up and he looks like the most 
unbelievable physical specimen of all these guys, mm-hmm. even more than Lee Gat. And so whenever you see him moving today, some of the drills that we noticed today, uh, some of the change in direction stuff that we saw from him today, especially in the, in the short shuttle over the shoulder stuff, mm-hmm. looks immaculate. Liget is has not shown me that level of polish. Um, he's not shown me a legit ability to separate down the field. He was better today. We can't discount what he did at South Carolina. It was a dynamic moment this year for him. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's like after yesterday, we're like, oh man, is this guy going to be a play? Is this guy coming in and busting on us? It's like no, it, it doesn't feel like he's busting on us anymore. He's kind of he's moving back up. Yeah. But how high? That's the question. How high is the question? And I think I feel like tomorrow, tomorrow's red zone work, right? So we'll get to see these big body dudes, what they can do, back pylon stuff, go up and get it kind of stuff. I'm concerned about Liget though right now as far as his contested catchability. Um I I'm I'm just like that's that's one that's a long-winded kind of circuitous answer about the whole Xavier Liget thing from South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Javon Baker, Ricky Pearsall. Uh, Devontae Walker, yep. a couple guys that look better today. Um, you didn't get to see them yesterday. You didn't get to see the national team. Yep. So this is your first time seeing Baker, seeing Pearsall, seeing Devontae Walker. Yep. Do you have any thoughts on those guys? Yeah, uh, really all of them uh, I felt had a pretty solid day. Uh, Tez, I, he did the same thing. that I watched a little bit of the NFL Network broadcast yesterday. He keeps getting separation. He keeps getting separation but he's not catching the ball, uh, whether it's he's overthrown or literally dropping it. And I don't know if that's something that could be worked on. I mean, we, you know, college players have had a history of dropping passes you know, while learning to catch an NFL size football. So I really, really do want to keep an eye on him. Ricky Pearsall. I mean, he, he's kind of moving like, like the uh, lad McConkie a little bit, but just bigger and kind of moving in all the quadrants as well. He's, he looked really good. I wrote down for, Let's see, Javon Baker, targets, which I'm not sure why I wrote that, but I'm assuming that that means he was getting more targets than I expected him yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, it, it was a good day for Baker. It was. Right? It, it was a good day for Baker. We, we got to, we got, I think that once the full pads come on, a guy like Javon Baker turns on a little bit more. He, yeah. he, he, I mean, he has the catch of the day. If that Roman thing doesn't happen, he has the catch of the day picking that ball off the ground. Yeah. But do you know what that, but do you know what that Roman, do you know what that Roman thing happens? It happens whenever they shut everything down and they're like, let's go one-on-one with some of our G's yeah. and, let's, and, and, and let's see what happens here. Yeah. Yeah. And so whenever you know that the coaching staff is saying that, I mean. And another big takeaway you had was you talked to Quinion Mitchell, the cornerback out of Toledo, who oh, yeah, has yeah, been yeah. dominating people all week. Yep. You talked to him after practice and uh, said he's the most difficult player he played all week. Yeah, Roman. Roman so Wilson. He just, so. he just uh, he, he kind of he looked he, – he, he kind of looked at me. He's like, "Well, they're all good, but I mean, Wilson." It just confirms. Pride. He kind of he kind of just said it like it yeah. like, like it's a kind of like you know, yeah, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So I mean, Roman Wilson's been really good. I'm 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 very sure he's going to be on our roster watch all senior bowl team. It yeah, feels 100%. like like it, at this you know at this point it would feel weird not to have him on there. Although it also feels weird to stand next to him and just <laughs> look at the size of his body. But it's I mean. Yeah, it felt weird to stand next to. It felt much weirder to stand next to Tank last year. Yep, yep. You know what I mean. So that's just it is. It is what it, these guys. He's he's a he's a ball player, man. Yeah. Like it's just that's just that's just it. Yeah, that's that's it. Ryan Flournoy, Southeast Missouri, had another good day. I know one of my big notes I wrote down was if this kid gets a quarterback, 
And again, he's playing with Pratt, Bradley, Joe Milton, Spencer Rattler. It was like three or four consecutive uh, one-on-ones where they were deep posts or nines downfield, and he created separation when he wanted to. Yep. And that ball was not placed well, or he got so open that he had to slow down to get to let that ball catch up to him. What's he, the prettiest ball that you've seen from Joe Milton this week? Uh, probably the one that was incomplete went through all the people on the sideline and hit the brick wall and was like, I mean, what's the prettiest ball? You like, is, is, is there been one? We've been like, man, if he just would have caught I, it, like, I, has there been one? I no. talked to him, Joe Milton from Tennessee. I talked to him after at the, at the media breakfast and told him, I said, I said, you know, what do you attribute your uh, 75 mile per hour arm strength to like, what got you to that point? And he's like, I don't know what you all are talking about. Like, I haven't even thrown the football hard. And then the question that was later asked to him was like, have you ever injured anybody by throwing the football so hard? And again, 75 miles an hour. You go back a year ago, Dorian Thompson Robinson was 65. He led the entire class last year. Uh, well, they had that cockamamie thing down at the end, back behind where they got throw it into the throw it yeah. into that pad. Yeah, it, where it, and, it, and that's throwing it as hard right. as you can. Joe Milton said, "I haven't thrown it as hard as me." He goes, so, this, so we're not talking about the stuff where, like, say the Deshaun Watson velocity stuff from his combine. Like, I was there watching. Like, that was from the GPS that they had back then inside inside Lucas Oil. This is the new thing they've had for the last what three years. Yeah. Where you just throw it so hard at this pad where they can just test your max velocity when you throw it as hard as you possibly can. You're saying the DTR last year was the fat was the fastest in that drill. Yeah. 65. And what was Milton? Today? 75. So clearly the guy's got a cannon of an arm. I'm just like, what like what are you gonna do with it? Said he's broken two kids' fingers in high school. Well, I'm so good. <laughs> I wouldn't want to kick if he if he threw a ball at me, I'd try and duck. Yeah. So uh question then on who was the other player I want to talk about here? Flournoy. Yep. If I, my takeaway from him was basically, if he gets a quarterback in the NFL, he's going to be a guy that's going to go in the fifth or the sixth. He feels like that's the area he's probably going to go in. I would love to see him going around four, but if he gets into a position with a quarterback that is competent and he can start to separate, he believes fully in himself. And he's a smaller school guy. He's grinded. He was D2, went Juco. Then he went to Southeast Missouri State, said he matured a lot at Southeast Missouri State. And, and I, he was a solid interview. And I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm big, good size guy. Good tonage, 6'1", 200 pounds. I think he's got the abilities to do big it. Big hands. And I'm looking forward to him. Yeah, he, he actually said, he said, I've got the best hands here. He's really big. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm he's, that's what he says. He's got the best hands here, and he said he likes his speed. So I think those are things that can that can translate to the NFL. I just thought that was an interesting um, thing. So let's just say his on. name one more time because people won't know Ryan him. Ryan Flournoy. And so if you're looking up in like the – F-L-U-R-N-O-Y. Ryan so Flournoy. Southeast Missouri State, SEMO. F-L-O-U-R-N-O-Y. Ryan yeah. Flournoy. So is there any other receivers here we didn't talk about? Uh, a nice receiver, Anias Smith. He's uh, nice. I've typed in that. That's, I mean, that's pretty much the thought there I have on him as a nice. You, you take your thing away? Uh, Lad, I mean, just if I could real quick talk Lad. about Lad. I mean, I know we've already, you know, hyped yeah. him up and everyone has, but today I just, I I, I kind of like special teams. Yeah. Admittedly, I'm a, I like it. And uh, they had just a time Nerd. with, yeah, I know, whatever. <laughs> it, like Devin Hester is one of my favorite players. I, I, Josh Cribbs. Like I just, I'm, I'm a special teams guy. And uh, anyway, they did a, a punt, a punt thing, you know, fielding punts and he was the only one that was properly fielding punts like letting the ball come to him and fielding them and not muffing it frequently and he got so good at fielding these punts he just started playing around he put one ball in his left arm 
one ball in his right arm and then started fielding punts with two footballs in his arm. So I'm talking total alpha move. Like, and, he, and, he, and, and, and he wanted to do like he wanted to keep going. He, he wanted yeah. to keep going and the, the <laughs> drill finally had to give up, but he was catching them and stuff like that. And it's like Jason said, man, um, you know, what, what they, what they tell you. And look, this, this isn't to say that, any NFL kick returner or punt returner in the league is going to understand what you have to do. And there's a way you can say it. There's a crude way of saying it, but it's basically, man, what your special teams coach is always going to tell you is they're going to tell you to point your, point your, you know, what at the, at the point, your you know, what at the sky mm-hmm. and, and, and get your, get your body underneath it. And you, and you catch it like this, because if you, if you ever lean down like this and you try and, and you, 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 you try and, um, uh, retrieve or catch a punt or a kick. It's it, it isn't going to do it. Lad's the one who just does it so naturally, and he does it like Jason's saying, kind of like he's almost it's almost like a circus act. He's it, so he's so uh, he's so coordinated and so athletic and so good with it. Where he's just like he's holding three balls, and here he is just catching a fourth one, and it's just like it's yeah. all a big joke to him. <laughs> so. It, just, it goes to show sort of the, that sort of athletic intelligence that we've talked about this entire week with the explosive change direction. Really, really, really good player. And a dude who some people like – some people, Cody Dirt, somebody talking about first round for Ladd, and I don't think that that's going to happen. I think he's a, I think he's a day two guy, but mm-hmm. Ladd McConkey, man, Georgia, uh, very impressive player. I mean, I can't imagine him not, him not being on the all-senior bowl roster either. Let's finish up tight end position right here right now. First and foremost, I'm just going to bring him up. We didn't talk about him yesterday. A.J. Barner from Michigan. Uh, very up and down day, uh, but I saw a couple flashes. I, I liked his catch radius. I liked his ability to get out of breaks. At some Sometimes sometimes he did get stuck in there. A couple of these linebackers uh, covered in, in pretty solid today, uh, but Barner did show a couple flashes. Um, Brevin spawned forward. You, you talked to him. Said he's a massive human being. Well, he's the one, and we talked about this stuff wherever Roman Wilson got to pick his – uh, yep. opponent they 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 put him out there for the tight end drill yep. Yep. to pick his own linebacker to go against now he lost his one-on-one in front of yep. everybody with that uh i believe that was on the national on the national yep. roster but certainly a guy whenever they pick those dudes out they point them out and they say let's like let's go do it at the end of practice let's like let's let's do some one-on-ones with the dogs that's mm-hmm. the dude who, who they picked from today mm-hmm. is there any tight ends that kind of caught your eye uh, I mean Theo Johnson again, and then yeah, Spanford. Theo Span- Johnson propaganda. Uh, I like. I, I just like him, man. He he looks really good. He he registered the fastest speed, which doesn't always matter, but he did register the fastest speed among tight ends. Six six two six. Right, exactly. Like, he's just and he, and he, and he I, I I saw him drop one ball today. I saw one contested ball that he didn't catch, and that was it. Yeah, it, it was always going to like. It, he looked really good. I do about Spanford. There was one play. He like stiff armed a linebacker. I'm talking that linebacker was destroyed obliterated by him that's a, he was a monster uh today and I, I i still that that play will live in my head forever uh it, it was good his other team had uh jaheem bell jared wiley ben sanat wiley showed a couple flashes mm-hmm. bell you and me had this conversation you're you're telling me you're like he doesn't look like again american team you didn't get to see him yesterday you're like yep. he doesn't look like a tight end no. Alex yesterday brought up David Njoku. We talked about Chigo Conquo. Uh, I thought a, more, a smaller, more a smaller Njoku Smith, a smaller Njoku. I think he fits in all those realms though, like that Njoku to a Janu to a Chigo Conquo. He's kind of in that realm. He's six foot two, two hundred forty four pounds, but he doesn't move like a tight end. No, he moves 
like a receiver. Yep. And I think that that's just, again, I'm going to continue to say this up about Bell, but um, did uh, Sanat or Jared Wiley make any moves today that kind of come nah, up in your mind at nah. all? I mean, I, I've seen I've seen Sanat closely this season. I've seen Wiley closely this season. I was telling Jared Wiley when I was talking to him in media, man, I was just like, I saw him. And I, was, I saw him. I was like, Wiley, I was like, dude, I haven't seen you since you were like a, you know, a senior in high school, man, you know, and it's like, you know, you know, he remembered that, you know, we'd seen him at camps and stuff like that. God, I mean, he's got big, dude. They grow up so fast. <laughs> just, they just they grow up so fast. They're just kids. But man, he's a, dude, he's a big, big, big beast of a dude now. And, um, he, he looks good, man. This, this tight end class, man, this tight end deal at the senior bowl is nothing like it was last year where we come out of here and we're telling you about, you know, Luke Musgrave and we're telling you about, you know, what, uh, Tucker Craft, and we're like, we're telling you about um, all the other dudes who were coming in that were, um, you know, part of the creation of such a, you know, such a sick class with the Laportas and the Kincaids and all the rest of them. Uh, this isn't like that, man. There, but there's some, there are some good players here, and it wouldn't surprise me at all if Jared, Jared Wiley could he be, could he end up being like a Grant Calcaterra kind of player that was like that we've, you know, really admired in Big 12 circles for a long time, but just doesn't really do it for his first couple of years to the NFL level yet, maybe, yeah. you know. But he has the – I feel like he has the adequate skills and stuff, and he had a good day today. But the one thing that I'll continue just to, uh, to always just say – I'll just always, always say it, right, Theo. Theo Johnson. He's probably going to be t- probably going to be all senior bowl team. Let's take us out on this year, uh, Jason. First and foremost, I want to thank you guys. Please click the like button, click subscribe, and uh, continue to to listen to our propaganda about the senior bowl and shrine bowl. Playerprofiler.com, rosterwatch.com. Jason, who's player of the day? Uh, it's honestly Lad McConkey just for that that just ball scene punt return stuff. I, I just I, I loved it. I loved it. I really did. <laughs> I like that. Alex, what do you got? Player of the day? Man, I didn't know you were going to ask this. Um, it's tough, man. Putting me on the spot like this, it really makes you a jerk. Uh, man, there were a couple couple guys that had good days. Man, I mean, Leggett had a good day, a good bounce back day. He won the player of the day, but he certainly helped himself in my mind. Um, the player of the day was the guy that had the play of the day, man, and that was and and that was Roman Wilson against Quanion. Mm-hmm. 